Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Age of Radio. Yes, yes. Cammy says hi. Are oh, you talking to me, Charles? No, Cammy. I'm talking to the nation and the empire. Oh, well, that's ever so charming. It is ever so charming, but what it means is that you must sit down and assume your place in quiet. Could you stop calling me Diana in the middle of coitus? Now, look, that's something we should address elsewhere, my, my sweet oh. tampon. Sit down, please. Sit down. <laughs> okay. Oh, Charles, you're funny. Yes. To the people of the empire... The former empire. Look, it should be the empire again, but that's a different thing. We'll talk about that later. I just wish to say that today is a grand day. Today is the final day of film. Yes, the final day of film. It will be written as such across various books, monuments of the British Empire. For today is the day that the British Film Institute's top 100 list, greatest films of all time is being finally updated by two young Canadian fellows who put in the work and put on a show for you and for me and all the people of this great nation. So today I say to Brendan and I say to Jason, Godspeed to you and finally our most holy of lists, our royal list of the British Film Institute's top 100 films of all time shall be on you. God save me, and if he has time, God save you. Goodbye. And me! Yes, you of course, Cammy. Of course God's going to save you. If he's going to save me, Cammy, he's going to save you. Well, I just want to be saved by God, Charles. Jesus is the only one who can save, Cammy. Isn't it true, yes? I don't (sighs) get it. Sit down. Okay. Toodaloo, jetpack. You don't have a jetpack. You're not dead, dear. Oh, darn. Well, that was a that was a lovely pre-recorded message from the king. I would have thought they might have done some more editing on that, but no, they just they just, I think they recorded it on their iPhone. Twenty-five takes, and that was the best one. <laughs> Twenty-five takes, and that was the best one, man. Well, he's a, yeah. and you know what? That's what a king does, right? So he's got to do it a lot. You know, you, you yeah, got to yeah, get yeah, used yeah. to it. He's had a lot. He's unfortunately he hasn't had much time as king, so you know he's still new to it. He's like Dave Foley, where they get him to record like every minute of the day for like uh, like those Bugs Life uh, clocks. Yeah. So it takes him like three days to get all his recordings in, and oh. then everything is just rec- everything's recorded. He's been dead for years. But do you have a King Charles clock yet? They're fantastic. They really I work. I have three that are set to uh, that are set. No, actually, Jason, sorry, I should correct myself. I have many ki- uh, King Charles clocks. Sure. Um, enough so that every five seconds he announces a different time. Uh, I have a lot of King Charles clocks. Yeah, so that's why you have that soundproof room that you record in, because without <laughs> it, we would have a real problem. Oh, my God, you would just hear one, 105, 106. <laughs> yeah, it would be crazy. Um, 
Could you imagine if you had a clock that announced the time every minute? Fuck. Well, That's a depressing I mean, way to go through your day. Maybe, uh, but <laughs> yeah, really. I guess it's like literally, you're literally counting the minutes. Until <laughs> you're untimely uh, death. Oh. Uh, so on that bright and cheery note, yes, King Charles and Camilla, I suppose, uh, were correct in saying that this is a very special episode yes. um, of uh, For Screen. And Goodre. And I am Brendan. And I am Jason. And Jason, we have watched so many British movies. We have watched the BFI Top 100 mm-hmm. British Films of All Time. And we have watched the Empire Top 100 British Films of All Time, the ones that weren't on the BFI list. And what we are doing in this episode is we are going to announce our final lists. And by now, that, I mean we're not going through all 100 movies. But we will tell you what's been cut, what's made the cut, and where those movies fall on the list and this is just to wrap up this whole section because we are moving away from we'll still talk about some british movies just by sheer yeah. happenstance but we're we're not going to be talking about uh solely british movies for no. quite a long time no wars happen all over the world brendan not just in britain that that's well that's that's the that's the propaganda machine in you <laughs> I really? think it's oh. just in Britain. Just I think Britain? all battles are fought in Britain. Yeah, they're the all, they all take place. It's about every take, war. It's either it's either in Britain or at uh, at uh, uh, a bridge. I don't know which one, but one of them, and or at Agincourt in France. Those are the only two places you're allowed only, to fight battles. No, everywhere else is banned. Banned. It's all landmines, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Way to go, Diana. Um, <laughs> Wait, was she pro landmine? No, no, same way to go, Diana, at removing them. They're oh. still out there. She oh, was, yeah. Oh, I, I think pro, what you're saying. Okay. Was she pro landmine? <laughs> well, that's what I thought, because I thought she was anti-landmine, but you're like, way to go, Diana. It's like, wait, did she, did she wait, plant those? Did she if support she was that? Anti, if she was anti-landmine, does that mean Charles was uncle landmine? Yes, 100%. Okay. And if you see him in person, you have to call him that. I believe Camilla is pro landmine, and that's why there was a conflict there. Uh, you know what? That makes a lot of sense. Please don't sue me. Diana, you're extremely attractive, but my but Camilla just loves landmines as much as I do. I just love how unexpected they are. Oh, you can step on one and it yes. doesn't move oh, and it just blows to smithereens. Isn't it so funny when a peasant steps on a landmine? Oh, <laughs> it's, oh, it's like they have a so family. Oh, it makes me horny. Oh, we should go back to the castle. Ooh. Why did they just show up in the studio? I don't know. I if don't they were know. here, why did they just do their message live? Yeah, they, they, they pre-recorded it, and then they come down here to cause... Jimmy, can you get them out of here? Oh, well, I'm not British, so I don't mind putting my hands on the queen and the king. Come on. Come on, you two. Let's go find your room. I don't know why Jimmy had to get pervy there. <laughs> <laughs> well, there we go. Uh, okay, well, anyway. So, Jason, that's what we're going to do. We're going to We're going to sum up. Uh, yeah. our findings, our our analysis of these mm-hmm. movies by by telling you what's uh, what's going on with these lists. So I don't know how you want. We didn't really talk about the format of it. We kind of talked a little bit about it beforehand, but I don't know how you want to start. But I well, think I think maybe starting off on a negative foot. I think and... I think we need to start off with a message, Brendan. Oh, okay. more than anything, I need oh, to. God. I don't need, get Charles back the floor. in here. No, no, it's just me. This is me. This is Jason that needs okay. to say something. Okay. We have spent. What is it? Four years now, plus four and a half years. Yeah. Okay. I just need you to acknowledge me. Oh, I don't sorry. need you to fucking sit there. It wasn't a rhetorical question. We spent the last four and a half years of our lives watching British movies, and you know why, Brendan? Tell me why. Thank you. Because the British Film Institute has proven lax in their job. 
they have abandoned their list. So it's up to Brendan and I, the only two people in this world who are willing to step up and do what is necessary. This is an act of rebellion on our part. This is an insurrection, Brendan, that you and I are starting a revolution. And our target is the old fogies at the British Film Institute. Wee, wee, wee. I'm a a British guy. Yeah, I know you are. But what we're here to do is we're here to tell those assholes that they need to bring in the films of the youth. And that's what we're going to do, Brendan. That's what we're going to do. Can I just add that our struggle uh, resembles that of a kitchen sink drama because we are two angry young men. Our our struggle, our camp, if you Oh, will. no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Your camp? <laughs> nobody's camp. Nope. Nobody's, nobody's camp. camp okay. Nobody's comp. Nobody's struggle. Right, right. I take it back. But our rebellion yes. is that of a kitchen sink drama. We are the yeah. angry young men. We are the Albert Finneys. Yeah. We are the uh, the... I'm trying to think of his name from The Sporting Life. Oh, uh, Richard Harris. We are the Richard Harrises. We are the Richard Burtons. We are the... So many Richards. We are the yeah, Dick Van I mean, Dykes. I'm it, half it, stoned it, right now, and Brendan is not wearing a shirt. This is a total <laughs> kitchen sink drama. Dick Van Dyke, infamous rebel performance <laughs> from uh, Chitty Chitty Bang Bang. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, so that that that's right, Jason. I'm glad you I'm glad you stopped to point that out. Is that we are doing the Lord's work, and mm-hmm. I think we need to start off on a negative foot. We need to get this out. We need to rip the bandaid off, and we need sure. to talk about the movies from the BFI Top 100 that we are giving the heave O mm-hmm. to. Yes. And I will add right now. I want to say right off the top, and yeah. I'm sure this applies to you too, Jason. This is not necessarily, or certainly not. All of them. No. But this does not necessarily mean we don't like any of these movies. No. These They're... movies all have, mostly, all have some value. <laughs> there are a couple or a few for me that I don't really care for that much. Yeah. yeah. But for the most part, I'm like, these movies just don't make this cut. They're perfectly fine, but they don't make this cut. They're movies that, that at one time maybe were representative, but maybe now don't hold up enough to be in the conversation that maybe you're too, you know, too out of date and maybe I don't know there's, there's a lot of reasons to cut movies from lists Brendan there's no mm-hmm. real science to it but uh, we're doing our best over here now we've got I, I'm going to tell you right now I've got about 20 movies that I've cut I've got similar It's it, I don't know if it's exactly 20 but it's around there okay so as we go up the list Jason I'm going to say first at number 91 I have taken off Oliver mm-hmm. uh, the musical not a terrible movie or anything, no. not necessarily a bad movie, but um, if I'm going to look at this list and I see Oliver Twist and I see <laughs> Oliver, I'm just going to keep Oliver yeah. Twist. Don't need this version. Much better film. David uh, David Lean, fantastic guy. Yeah, Oliver, it's gone from my list at number 98. Don't need it. Get out of here, yeah. Oliver. Next. Get out of here, Oliver. Number 86, uh, I feel like this is going to be another one that maybe we both agree on. I have removed, uh, as much as I love Julie Christie, I have removed Far From the Madden Crowd. Don't need it. You know what? That made the cut on mine. That made the cut. Wow. Interesting. Okay. I I, I thought there's a lot of these, like these kinds of movies. And Mm -hmm. I thought this was one of the lesser ones of them. And I'll tell you, Brendan, I certainly I considered it. But for whatever reason, I thought I like Julie Christie enough. That movie's got enough uh, beauty to it that I'm willing to let it slide. Wow. Okay. Um, Okay. And the next one I have cut is at number 84. And this was a tough one to... uh, This one almost made the cut, but I last Mm -hmm. minute didn't make it. And that is Goodbye, Mr. Chips. Yes, that's my number 87. That is also cut. Uh, Also cut. 
just kind of boring, ultimately. Almost a 187 because you murdered it. <laughs> well, I don't think we were that mean to it. No, no. I mean, it's it was fine, no, but... I Honestly, though, I actually did... I actually like this movie, yeah. but um, it's just... It's a movie where, you know, I don't... It's just... It, it's it's just... It doesn't make the cut. I'd rather also watch... Now, uh, what's that called? Uh, with the Robin Williams, that one. And you know what? Now, Jason, I'm... <laughs> yeah. Uh, Jack, that's the movie. Yeah, Jack, Mr. Holland's opus. <laughs> um, I realize now, Jason, that I'm not going in any kind of order, so I'm just going to go in whatever order because this okay. is going to get convoluted. Um, my next one that I'm going to talk about cutting uh, that I cut is number 96, and that is Caravaggio. Yep. Again, also... um, an interesting uh, yes. style, an interesting way to make a movie, just not, you know, just not, just not my, not my thing. No. I also cut it. Cool cast. I mean, Sean Bean and Tilda Swinton in there. Uh, beautiful, like beautiful cinematography. The the replication of the paintings is fantastic. But it's a pretty fucking boring movie for the most part. And uh, although I will say it did give us Caravaggio. Oh, thanks to that random guy on YouTube. You're not wrong there. Um, okay. Next up. Uh, I already got Monty Python, so I don't need this. I cut Carry On Up the Kyber at number 83. Yes, the only Carry On movie on the list. I've slashed it. Nope, Carry On made my list up at 59. It's still there, baby. It's perfectly fine. It's a pretty dated. <laughs> it's known yes, for everyone, certainly, absolutely. because of that. But I have uh, I have removed it with precision. Yes. Um, I have also cut at number 93, and Jason, I think we're on the same page here. I have cut the Damn Busters. Yes. Um, a fascinating story rendered mostly incredibly dull. The last 30 minutes? Yes. Great. Watch the attack sequence. As we, I think we said in the episode, if you're going to watch anything, watch the attack sequence and forget the rest of the movie. Yes. Now, this is a controversial one, maybe, but maybe not super surprising, judging on our um, our kind of discussion of, of, of the movies, of the this this brand of movie and how many there are, but I have also cut at number 72 on my list. Dr. No don't need yes. Dr. No and Goldfinger, gold member, Goldfinger, Goldfinger is the right I, one. I also cut Dr. No for the exact same reason. Yeah. Just not necessary at all. Um, I have also cut, and maybe this is another controversial one, but I have also cut at number 81. I have also cut a David Lean film in Dr. Zhivago. Ooh, interesting. Did that make uh, your... Our, make... Our, was that our first episode? Yeah, that was our first movie that we ever talked about. No, The Good Doctor did make my list. Again, that was a movie I thought about cutting, but it, uh, there's... A, there's it, despite the fact that it's probably the worst David Lean movie on this list, it's still Ooh, pretty damn good. I don't know about that. We'll see. Maybe, 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 maybe. It might be. It's actually probably my lowest ranked David Lean. Well, but I don't know. Was what was the other one he did? The, was it the cruel? No, it wasn't the cruel sea. It was um, in which we serve. In which we serve. Yeah, I don't know if it's the worst. I just think it's um, it's one that I again, it's just one that um, doesn't need to be. There's too much lean, and I had to cut down the lean, and that That's was my fair. way of cutting down the lean. <laughs> um, and and down also, the lean. we've we've got lots of Julie Christie other uh, elsewhere also true, too. Yeah. I have also cut at number 66, and I think this was a movie that I ended up, I ended up, well, 66, I certainly ended up liking it, but I thought there's too much, there's too many inaccuracies, there's too much weirdness about it, and I actually did cut 1998's Elizabeth. Oh, interesting. Uh, I will, in a quick preview, I will say that Elizabeth does remain on my list, although it is at number 100. 
Oh, wow. Just barely. Just made, made the, the cut. cut. Just made the cut. Um, and the next one, Jason, this will come as a total shocker. And people right now are going to grip onto their seats and be like, there's no fucking way this happened. Mm-hmm. But I have cut, and I'm sure it's number one on Jason's list. I have cut the English patient. Yes, which is number 100. And I don't know what more we can say about it other than to say it, it doesn't need to be here. It's... I know people are freaking out right now. <laughs> I know. There's a, riots in the streets, Brendan. It, it was number 99 for me, by the way. Oh, really? 100. Oh, that's right. It was 100 for me. Yeah. Um, okay. The next one I cut. Again, another big epic movie. I cut uh, epic movie. No. I cut Gandhi at number 98. I, no, I don't I, need I... this Gandhi movie. Sorry, Richard Attenborough. You did your best. I let it through because I think Ben Kingsley is fantastic. And uh, yeah, he should be on here. Um, okay, that's fair. I, I mean, I totally get it. Gandhi was a little iffy as, as a movie for me, so that's why it was ultimately given the cut. Um, the next one I cut is uh, a movie that I was kind of baffled that was on the list. Certainly a fun a fun little comedy, but I don't know if it should be on a top 100 list, and I cut Genevieve, and I'm sorry to yeah. the filmmakers of Genevieve, who are definitely dead. Yeah, well... Yeah, I cut Genevieve as well. I mean, it's it's not my favorite movie about a car. I mean, it's kind of neat, but it's again, it's it, like so many movies. It's like that Saturday afternoon, you're bored and it's raining kind of movie, and, and yeah, it just doesn't doesn't do it for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's fine. Like it, it's 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 entertaining. It's short. It's fine. Um, the next one, and again, I'm sorry, Julie Christie, your your numbers are thinning here. I do I do love Julie Christie, but I had to cut it. I had to cut. Uh, the go-between. Yeah, I I got rid of that one as well. Uh, despite us reusing that quote from the movie over and over again, ad, ad nauseum. <laughs> well, it's a good quote. <laughs> uh, the, the 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 past is a foreign country. People did things differently then. People yeah. do things differently there. Uh, at number ninety-four, the go-between is cut. Next, Jason, I attacked Shakespeare. I went after him with a sharp sword, and mm-hmm. I cut. I cut Lawrence Olivier's. Hamlet at number 95, a, a Shakespeare adaptation that I was like, eh, it was fine. The, you mean the, the black and white Hamlet or the yes, Henry sir. V? Okay, black and white Hamlet. Hamlet. Yes, I also cut that. It's not my favorite version of Hamlet, uh, and it's a pretty middling version of Hamlet. I mean, it's cool that Lawrence, we, you know, we have on film this amazing actor doing Hamlet because that's a cool thing to have a record of, but mm-hmm. I just don't care. When Kenneth Branagh has his Hamlet, uh, which is way better than any other Hamlet as far as I'm concerned, then I'm going to watch that one. Well, and of course, but your ultimate favorite being, of course, Mel Gibson's Mel Hamlet. Gibson. Well, I mean, he, the medieval Hamlet? Absolutely. Let's watch that. They big swords and shit. No rapiers or anything. Big fucking swords. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it just, I don't know. I think the, the way I can sum it up the most is, the best is when they open the movie and it's like, here is a... Here is a story about a man who could not make up his mind. And I said, that's an odd way to summarize Hamlet, but... Um, okay, so that's cut. Now I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, move up the list to number sixty eight, actually, mm-hmm. and I cut a Gary Oldman's Nil by Mouth. Ooh. I did. Now, so again, I don't. It doesn't mean I don't like these movies. That just means they're they're usually with these. It means there's a better version of it. Yep. And I've replaced it. So yep. I did cut Nil by Mouth. I did like it. It was very grimy and gritty and nasty, but it has it, uh, not made the cut. It remains on my list currently at number fifty four. Okay. Um, I have also cut uh, one of these, uh, another one of these movies, much like Far From the Madden Crowd, just because there are so many of them. But I have mm-hmm. cut A Room with a View, 
at Ooh. number 88. I I let that through. It's number wow. it is currently sitting at number 99. It is uh, <laughs> because it had a young Helen the Bottom Carter and I wanted her to have some representation on this list and I'm a sucker for her, so Room of the View makes it just barely. That's that's fair. That's fair. Um, this might be an, another controversial one just because uh, it is very high on the original BFI top 100 list, mm-hmm. but I have cut Saturday night and Sunday morning. Oh. Again, too, too many kitchen sink dramas. Don't Agreed. need them all. This, this is the one I decided to cut. Uh, yeah, I left that one in. It's sitting at number 70. Okay. Oh, wait, no, that's uh, not right. Not number 70. It's uh, probably lower than that now because that was the old <laughs> That was the old list. It was the old list. In with the, in with the new, out with the old, I always say. Uh, let's see. What was the movie? Oh, Saturday Night, Sunday Morning. Where's my revised list at? 83. 83. Okay. Um, and just uh, rounding the corner here with the last few, um, I've also cut another Angry Young Man movie called This Sporting Life at number mm-hmm. 80. It's gone. Um, again, just too many of them. Uh, yeah. This was one of the lesser ones, but I still, I still like this movie. It's very like uh, gritty and and raw, and it's got a great performance, but just doesn't didn't need it. Didn't need it. No, well, this sporting life remains, and it sits at wow. number uh, eighty-five. Okay. Whiskey Galore. Goodbye, yeah. Whiskey Galore. I'm so sorry, Whiskey Galore. Uh, number ninety-two for me, and I have uh, deleted it. It's a and, it's a good premise. Uh, I like the kind of joy that it has, but the movie itself is not great. It's just and the remake is much better, though, right? Uh, no, <laughs> it's it's almost as as meh. Oh no, it's worse. The remake is ten times worse. <sighs> but yeah, well, I mean, but at least Eddie Izzard is in it. But um, not that it helps all that much. Yeah. Well, I Jason, don't know that. I think that concept might be able to be done right, but I don't know that it's worth trying again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure it could be done right, though. Yeah. But my last one, my last cut, it will come as no surprise, uh, number 100 oh. on my list. <laughs> women in women Love. Women in Love. Goodbye. Goodbye, yeah. Women in Love. As much as that wrestling scene is is uh, uh, should be in, like, the the cinema reel with, like, the Death Star blowing up and, and Rosebud and fucking here's looking at you, kid. Like, mm-hmm. despite that, the movie's not that good, so it goes. All right. So Jason, I know there was a lot of those movies that you also cut, but I'm yep. sure there are still a few. Oh, that you there have. still are. So okay. we'll go. We'll try to go in a little bit of random. I'm a little scared. Here. I'm a little scared here. Uh, so I removed uh, the Railway Children, uh, another Saturday afternoon kind of boring movie that you know whatever maybe kid would like it doesn't need to be on here. I, I was I came close to that. That, that yep. still sits at my, on my list at number ninety two. Number ninety two. Very nice. Uh, let's see here. Although I, at number forty six, I got rid of Kind Hearts and Coronets. Uh, oh, wow. Enough, enough number what, this, sorry? Number 46. I had it out originally, but I got 40s. rid of it. That was what I had it out originally, yeah. Um, and and I cut it because, my, and I, I think part of the reason it got as high as it was because I love Alec Guinness and he's great in this, but the movie's really not that great overall. He's entertaining, and there's more than enough good Alec Guinness on here, so it's gone. Um, in a late cut, because I realized I had a movie that I had inten- fully intended to put on here, I have removed number 32, Get Carter. Oh wow! Yeah, which I like that movie fine, but uh, uh, I the movie I've picked I think is a better fit for the list. And uh, 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 again, Michael Caine, Ipcrest File is very high on my list, so mm. he's represented. Don't worry. Get, Get Carter remains at number forty-seven for me. All right, 
Uh, I'm assuming you've also replaced Zulu with Zulu Dawn. <laughs> now, Brendan, let's not get silly. Okay. Uh, let's see. Down, down, down near the bottom, because I cut off a bunch on the bottom. Uh, mm-hmm. I got rid of the Lady Killers because despite Alec Guinness and Peter uh, Sellers, yep. I like the Conan Brothers remake better. And that's not a great movie, but it's better than this one. I have that one at 95, so not not super high. Not super high. Um, let's see like here. Like you. <laughs> and again, along those lines, uh, despite, again, apparently being a classic, Lavender Hill Mob. Lavender Hill Mob, out the door. Don't need it. Lavender Hill Mob at, at uh, 67 for me. Still on my list. Yeah, I was on the bottom anyways. It was at 92. Uh, 97, I got rid of uh, Fires Were Started. I don't know that it really necessarily needs to be here. It's it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting piece. It should be recognized, but doesn't need to be here. Jason, because of because of the fact what you just said, it was yeah. an interesting piece and it's unique. I just had it make the cut. It's at one hundred for me. Nice. Okay. Well, hey, good for you, railway children. Let's see what else. Uh, we got railway children, or uh, not railway children? <laughs> the movie. You, the name of the movie you just said. Very similar movies. Fires yes. were started, and the railway children. Now this one I cut because. I think I have good reason to, but also because I had to I had to stab you at least once. And I cut the red shoes, which I had at sixty seven, because we got more than enough Powell and Pressburger on here, baby. Oh, you monster. So it's gone. It's done. It's out. Oh. You wanna know where the red shoes is for me? Uh probably I'd say in the top twenty. Number six. Number six, yeah. So pretty high. <laughs> pretty 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 high. Oh um, you you did stab you stabbed me right in the heart, Jason. Okay, that's it, yeah. All right, well, now that we've got that part out of the way, um, again, this is a shorter episode than usual, folks. So right here, we are going to pause for a break. And when we come back, we are going to go through our new additions to the list and where we've placed them. We will be right back. BFI ain't got nothing on us. Ageofradio.org slash for screen and country. Hey, what's up, everybody? This is Joey Galvez. I want to tell you guys a little bit about the Department of Metahuman Affairs. This one is a story about a team led by a retired sidekick, two felons, a failed actor from Broadway, and a reprogrammed cyborg. But their first mission is to stop the criminals who have robbed a bank, and they will have to set the world at ease. You're going to get 180 pages of entertainment action-packed awesomeness right here in the first six issues in a collected hardcover volume one all you got to do is head on over to kickstarter.com and type in the department of metahuman affairs or dma and check it out right now and we are back we are back we are back 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 from the dead we are Um, back so Jason, what I was thinking, I think we just do the same thing here. Um, what I, what we could do is we could start from the bottom of the list, talk about uh, the movies that have been added, and uh, if you have also added these movies, just let me know. Sounds like a plan, Stan. All right. Well, I'm going to start off from the bottom, and I'm going up. So uh, at number 91, making its debut on this list, well, obviously, because all these movies are making they do their debut on this list, but at number 91, I have added the Ian Curtis biopic, Control. Oh, interesting. Yes. Uh, I want to say, just because I also replaced number 91 on this list, and I replaced that with Atonement with our friend Kira Knightley. 
Okay, okay. Yeah. Excellent. Um, maybe we'll just go back and forth. Maybe yeah, we'll, 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 we'll go through the numbers. Yeah, okay, okay. Um, okay, and my next one is at number 86, and this oh, is the okay, only yeah. one of its genre uh, that I put on this list, but I put the documentary Senna. Yes, yeah, Senna's a great movie. Uh, I, I understand why you would. It's a good to have a documentary on here. Even though you're, you've always said it's not a real movie. <laughs> not a real movie. <laughs> what's, your, what's your next one up the list, Jason? My next movie, Brendan, at number 80, because uh, I wanted to have some comedy on here, and uh, this movie is very funny, and I didn't realize even that it was British, so why the hell not put it on here, Brendan? Uh, number eight is Borat. Number 80, Borat, number and that 80. was a maybe for you. That was a maybe for me, but you know what? At the end of the day, I thought Borat is funny enough and important enough, and if it's considered British, then it absolutely should be on this list. It was a massive box office hit, and it influenced culture to this day. Oh, yeah. Very nice. Very, Very nice. nice. You go into any store and you shout "my wife" and everybody laughs so hard. Well, now it's funny again. Yeah, because, right. It came now back around. That yeah. It's like you can um, go "my wife," swing, and everybody will laugh. <laughs> My next one up the list is number eighty-four. I've placed, mm-hmm. and uh, it's one we just talked about. Oh, what a lovely war! I, yes. I think it's important enough to put on there. I think it's unique enough to put on there, and I have placed it at eighty-four. Nice. Good call. Uh, my next movie on the list is number 71. That is The Descent. Okay. Yes, yep, I like yep. that movie a lot. Great piece of horror. Um, so much. So as, as good as its sequel is bad, it's a fantastic <laughs> piece of, uh, of filmmaking that, that, that you know shows the British can do horror just as well as anybody else. Indeed. And low budget horror at that. Yes. Um, I'm not going to move too far up here. I'm going to go to 82. And I have added uh, 45 years. The, oh, okay. Uh, yeah, the, the the drama about a uh, marriage that is just faces some real late stage revelations that are a little hard to deal with. Charlotte yeah. Rampling, mm-hmm. giving it her all. Yeah, so tour de force Tom for her. Courtney. And good to see Tom Courtney back in the game. Yeah. Um, number 69, up top, my brother. Up top. Uh, Control. I put Control in there because I also like that movie a lot. Um, I enjoyed the performance. He really did nail Ian Curtis, I would say. And, yeah. Uh, and, you know, it, it told the story in, I, I imagine, as, as about as accurate a way as you could expect from that sort of movie. And, uh, yeah, it's it's an important part of British music history. Indeed. I agree. As, as the reason I placed it on my list, mm-hmm. sir. Um, okay. Number 80. I have uh, I have included the movie This Is England, uh, a movie that was very interesting to me um, because I learned about skinheads that weren't just racist. Yeah, which is a but it's also a great like coming of age uh, movie and mm-hmm. um, and had some uh, really good performances, especially by some very uh, fairly younger actors as mm-hmm. well. So yeah, number eighty, This Is England. It's on the list. Very nice. Uh, I'm going to jump up to 57, which uh, I'm bringing in Monsters, that great alien monster movie we watched. Uh, so grounded, so interesting, um, lower budget, clearly, and they blew out their effects budget in the last bit of it with the mm-hmm. creatures, but it was worth it. It was it was really good. It was not the sort of movie that I expected. It was not about an alien invasion, but it was about actually dealing with the aftermath of this after it's already been a while since these aliens have showed up. Uh, really cool, really cool, uh, and I liked it a lot. And it, it just, yeah, it, it was not a movie that I had considered. <laughs> and was another maybe for you, if I remember yeah, correctly. Yeah, it was another maybe, but it, it made the cut. 
Well, I'm gonna go up to 77. I've got a lot. <laughs> I've got a lot in this area here. Mm -hmm. But I'm gonna go up to 77. It's one you've already placed on your list, Jason. I'm yep. gonna also agree, and I'm gonna put Atonement on sure. there. Yes. I think it's a fantastic uh, film, and uh, it's very tense. And I mean, Kira Knightley, forget about it. Come on, it's That's great. Right. Mm. You go ahead and catch up. My next one's at 52. Okay. All right. Well, you're going to have a lot to uh, list here, Jason, because I have a lot before 52. That's but, fine. Uh, you go for it. Okay. Well, it's number 72. I've I put a kind of an iconic, I think, animated uh, film, uh, Wallace and Gromit and the Curse of the Were-Rabbit. Oh, yes. I think a very... I think a very important movie in terms of British culture yes. and certainly one that's been influential. Yeah. Um, the culmination of Wallace and Gromit as a, as a property, I guess at that point, that's like the biggest thing they ever did and was a yes. worldwide success. Exactly. Um, at number 70, I have put the film starring the w super weird, but fun, not fun, but like <laughs> interesting, uh, science fiction movie uh, starring David Bowie. I have included The Man Who Fell to Earth at number yes. 70. A fine uh, movie. A weird terrific, movie. Terrific. Slow burn. Yeah. Weird. Typically weird Nicholas Rogue kind of movie. Fantastic um, performance from a coked out David Bowie. <laughs> oh, he's yeah, he's gone. <laughs> he doesn't remember making the movie. Um, moving up uh, just one step above at number 69 up top. Yep is a, a very dark comedy that we watched called Four Lions um, yes. about some suicide bombers. Basically, like, suicide bombers if they were on The Office. Yeah. I guess is what I, what I would say. It's a very um, funny movie. Very funny movie and uh, very good satire uh, of that stuff. On number 62, I placed The Descent. Um, so that's also on my list. Uh, no surprise there. Number 59, I put Moon on there. The Sam Ooh, Rockwell yeah. movie directed by Duncan Jones. I question the Britishness of it, but it yeah. is directed by Duncan Jones, I guess. So there you go. I mean, his daddy um, his daddy was the man who fell to Earth. I mean, what are you going to do? He was. And then he went to the moon. He that's went right. to the moon. His dad fell to Earth. He was mm -hmm. looking for his dad. He was just going back. <laughs> yeah, we're back. A, a David Bowie story. That's right. That's what that should have been, man. <laughs> That would have been even less appropriate for children. <laughs> um, and then before we get to, uh, before we catch up, uh, this is my last one. Number 57, I have added another horror film, uh, 28 Days Later. I think a yes. very influential movie for Absolutely. the zombie genre. A uh, great Danny Boyle movie. Um, and uh, a hell of a ride, man. Yes, for sure. Absolutely. What a fun, what a fun movie. Yeah. Uh... It's fun. It's so much fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's so lighthearted and it's, joyful. It's just a romp. Uh, my 52, Brendan, uh, it was a little lower on your list, but uh, Senna. I love that okay. documentary. It's one of the best documentaries I've seen. It is, and, and it's amazing that it's completely made up of archival footage. Yes. Um, uh, that's amazing that this person then went and, like, I mean, props to the editor. I mean, really, isn't the director the editor in this situation? Because it's, it's so good. And it's a fascinating story of a guy who was beloved like beloved in a way that i don't know that there are any celebrities outside of betty white who's dead now that were as beloved it all it almost makes me it, it makes me want to watch his amy winehouse documentary because apparently it's filmed in this exact same way oh yeah like all That's, archival footage that would be fascinating yeah, that sounds really interesting um okay so 
Next up for me is at number 49, Jason. I told mm-hmm. you that Dr. No, uh, Dr. no was getting the heave-ho. Yep. And that's so I could bring this gem in. And number yep. 49 is Casino Royale. Casino Royale. We got to get their Daniel Craig Bond in, and that's Absolutely. where I put it. And Bond is Bond is such a ubiquitous and and you know successful franchise that it deserves to have two movies on here at the end of the day, regardless of what they are. And uh, controversial, maybe, Jason, is that I've got Goldfinger at 68, so... Yeah. Just saying. Just saying. Don't shoot me. I'll have to look. I th- uh, so my next one, number 49, also is uh, Oh, What a Lovely War. We just watched it recently, and I didn't think I'd like it, but I mean, and as a movie, is it that good? I don't know. As a thing that holds together, but the songs are fantastic. The production values are awesome. Uh, the costumes, like, it's, it's, it's an experience, and I highly recommend it, and especially if you can see it on the big screen. That would be really fun, I think. Oh, yeah, I agree. Go to a, a Alamo Draft House, which I wish we had here. Yeah, I hope um, only. Number 42 uh, is a movie you've already named. I've included Borat on my list as well for the same reasons mm-hmm. as you. Nothing new to say there. Uh, my next one is 43, Brendan, in a wild card. Oh, because this one is was I don't think we watched this one. Yeah, I think we watched this as a Brit pick a while back. <laughs> like, I don't think we watched this one. Oh, no, we did watch this one, but not recently. <laughs> this was a, a Brit pick from a ways back. Yeah, yeah. Number 43, Sexy Beast is on my list. OK, because okay. another Ben Kingsley. So good in this movie, like and, and so different, obviously, from Gandhi, like to see you could see the two extremes of this guy's like ability as an actor in those two movies. And yes. Ray Winstone, also fantastic. It's a great movie. Loved it since the day I saw it. Holds up. Check it out. I agree. Um, all right, Jason, this is crazy. I'm actually making a last minute adjustment. Oh, my God. Last and minute, minute, minute. Not, not that I'm uh, cutting anything. But what I'm doing is I'm switching two movies and placing one of them higher than I originally had it. I know that's very exciting for people listening. It's cool um, because up to this, because you, we have not said anything yet, so the reality is still in flux. It's only it's like quantum physics. It's only once you've said it, only once the result is determined, then it yes, it's real. So what I'm going to say is that my uh, my next one up at number 39 is uh, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Gotta include Harry Potter, and that, I think, is the definitive Harry yeah, Potter to include. for sure. Uh, and it helps that they have one of the great directors, Alfonso Curion. Yes, a filmmaker directing yes. a mo- the Harry Potter movies. Like, Which I think, is some fucking no, Chris Columbus, babe. Well, no offense to any of the other directors, yeah. but this guy is like the auteur director yeah. of the of this series. For it's sure. like they couldn't get David Lynch, so they got uh, Alfonso <laughs> Curion. God, can you imagine? Oh, Did you please, say Alfonso? Uh, Alfonso carry on? Uh, yeah, <laughs> Alfonso carry on up the Kyber. Uh, yeah, great. I'm sure he. W- I'm sure he would love that movie. They actually wanted people. to. They actually were looking to get Alfonso Ribeiro to direct the movie, but they <laughs> couldn't remember his name, and so they asked for Alfonso carry on, and he ended up saying, "Yeah." Yeah, he said, uh, "Yes." Uh, now up they, the Kyber. <laughs> can you can you do the Carlton dance, sir? And he goes, "What is the Carlton dance?" <laughs> I like how he is the most Spanish person in the world. But, uh... <laughs> I assume. I assume okay. he sounds like Guillermo del Toro. <laughs> what do you got next, Jason? Uh, my next one is 38. This is England. We talked about it. Great movie. Yes. Great coming of age. Uh, uh, and explore some pretty dark shit about England. Uh, but it's true. It's it's real shit. Jason, number 34 is a wild card for me. This is a, this is an and now for something completely similar, actually. Oh, um, and I have included Guy Ritchie's film Snatch. 
Very nice. Very um, nice. Lockstock, of course, was on the Empire list, and I was pretty steadfast that I thought that one should be the one. Mm-hmm. After watching Snatch, I was like, you know what? I love Lockstock, but Snatch is like Lockstock, but done just a little bit better. So Snatch is the one that makes the cut at 34. Very nice. I'm going to catch up to you here with a, with a, with a twofer. Because you've already said them, number 36, The Man Who Fell to Earth, number 34, Moon, uh, <laughs> The Father right. and the Son. <laughs> and the Holy Spirit. And the Who's Holy Spirit. Them? Uh, both great movies. We already said why. Yeah, they, they deserve to be who, on there. Who Who's between them on, on the list, uniting uh, their hands together? Uh, the Remains of the Day at 35. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I was just curious. Um, okay, <laughs> number 28 is the gripping, uh, very uh, depressing, uh, but very good movie from director steve mcqueen and that is hunger well shit the bed number 28 for this guy is also hunger wow wow (laughs) i mean how can you not include this movie on the list it's just it's brutal but it's important historically and it is yeah it's just it needs to be seen all right number 23 brendan uh is 28 days later i really like that movie it's such a Again, the importance of it cannot be overstated. It's a landmark in Danny Boyle's career. A man who's already had landmarks has another mm-hmm. one. Um, mm-hmm. The the soundtrack is is goddamn influential, and you hear it. It, it sounds like so much other stuff because they all stole from it. Um, Cillian Murphy also love the guy. He's great. It's yeah, it's an all rounder, and uh, you should enjoy it. Number 21, also from a now for something completely similar, Snatch, Guy Ritchie. Come on. That's the one that's going to be on there. So good. It's got to be. So good. Snatch. Uh, uh, I mean, <laughs> you, said, like, you almost sounded like you were doing a Trump. Snatch, you know, Snatch. So good, Snatch. Love, love Snatch. Snatch. Been, been, been big fan of Snatch since I was a teenager. Always loved it. Always loved it. They'll, they'll let you watch it if you pay, just ask. Pay, pay for it now. <laughs> so, of course, paying big money got me in big trouble. Big money, big trouble. All right, Brendan. And then at number 20, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban. Very good. Very good. Love me some Alfonso. And uh, yeah, Harry Potter series is pretty good start to finish, honestly. But this one is absolutely the best. Indeed. Well, now that we are at four apiece, um, my number 23 uh, is Shaun of the Dead. Shaun of the Dead. And I, and I was, and I, that was the one that I had a little further down the list, but I have placed it at 23 because I think that's a better spot for it. I mean, what can you say about this yeah. movie? Again, it's super – it's it's one of those rare th- movies where it's been influenced so heavily mm. by other movies, but it's equally influential on Absolutely. other movies. Absolutely. Yeah, it's it's one of those – I would call it a nexus movie. It, it's just – culture yeah. emanates from it. I mean, and I, I don't want to oversell it, but like you think of something like Casablanca and how that went and influenced the, the, the culture. and uh, Maybe this one hasn't influenced the dialogue quite as much but maybe it has you know people know this movie this movie if you're thinking about zombie movies i bet you more people have seen this now than probably you know dawn of the dead at least the original dawn of the dead for sure (laughs) and that's by the way watch the original dawn of the dead people yeah oh for sure and that's why i have that movie at number 17 oh Shaun of the dead yes that is my next one very good um, number 21 for me is uh, the 1958 film Dracula. Ooh. I love that we watched Dracula uh, and uh, we got, got to watch the Christopher Lee version. And mm-hmm. it's it's a it's a fantastic um, short film. Yes. Um, very <laughs> many, short. Many points for being short. Yes, uh, and it it does a, it's a very economic yes. movie though, very made very well, and Christopher Lee's great, and it's number twenty one. Economical in both budget and execution, but it all works. Yes, 
Yes, that did not make my list, but <gasps> I, I tell you, there's good reason that you picked that. My next movie, Brendan, at number 14, uh, actually quite uh, far ahead of uh, Goldfinger at number 19, is Casino Royale. Oh, so not that, that not that far. <laughs> uh, it's five ahead, but it's you yeah, know, okay. it, they're both up there. But yeah, Casino Royale, I mean, obviously is a more modern movie. It's just, it's got so many more advanced filmmaking techniques and it's a fantastic movie. But I mean, I still love Goldfinger. But Casino Royale needs to be on there. Plus it's, again, it, uh, as far as like bringing British culture to the world, who does it better than James Bond? I mean, and you're and and you're we're we're comparing like number nineteen to fourteen. It's yeah. not like three and ninety nine. No, like exactly. It's pretty close. <laughs> All right. Um. Well, this is another uh another wild card. I yep. think I believe. Yeah, this was not on the list. This was announced for something completely similar for the Empire list as well. And at number sixteen, mm-hmm. Paddington Two. Oh, that's nice. Paddington Two. One of the best movies of the year that yep. came out, and just a heartwarming, wonderful. Uh, d- the satire's on point. The actors are on point. Hugh Grant is a delightful villain. Mm-hmm. Uh, Paddington is adorable. Everyone's funny. It's just, it's just terrific. Paddington too. Well, I would agree with you, Brendan, because my number eleven is also Paddington Two, which was a fantastic movie, and even just a little bit better than the first one. Like the first it, one's amazing; it's fantastic. The first one's yeah, the first one's fantastic. And I was looking at this list, and I was like, okay, I probably should put Paddington. And I'm like, no, Paddington Two is like it's kind of become a cultural phenomenon, yeah. honestly. And when, like, when is Paddington Three coming? Come on! I don't know, but I, it's ben not going to. <laughs> it's not gonna I don't think it's gonna top it because yeah anyway also Brendan Gleeson in that movie like come on give me a break yes sir uh, the highest a movie made it on my list Jason mm-hmm. is number 14 Ooh. and that movie is a Mike Lee film now oh. that leaves a lot of possibilities here because we saw a few uh, Topsy Turvy Mr. Turner or the last we one watched. we watched which was uh, Naked we so I'm gonna say naked. it's Naked it is naked at number fourteen. You would say that. Um, it's a very, again, I, I've said gritty and grimy a lot, but it is. It's a very bleak movie. Um, David Thewlis is quite possibly giving one of the best performances of all time. He, what can I say? He's um, he's fantastic in this movie. Uh, he's so unlikable, mm-hmm. but you're still captivated <laughs> yeah. enough to see what he does and that's yeah. the that's the telling of a great filmmaker oh, is yeah. when they can make a character you can you can hate that fucking character's guts but you don't want to look away yeah right and it's, yeah so that's a tough line to ride too because i mean i yeah. one of movies the movie i always point to is a movie uh, uh, the original bad lieutenant with harvey keitel like that's a movie that really goes hard and if you're not prepared like it's it's not where it's like oh i can kind of appreciate and watch this guy you you're cringing by the end of it because this guy's mm-hmm. doing everything wrong <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny it's just oh no not that um because yeah. he's a piece of shit a uh, horrible person brendan exactly yes my final movie okay ranked mm-hmm. at number seven. Ooh. between number six the bridge on the river kwai I thought you were just going to say between number six and number eight. <laughs> between the number six and eight. Between number six, The Bridge on the River Kwai, number eight, The Day of the Jackal. Mm-hmm. Four Lions is now in the top oh, wow. ten of this British film list. That movie is so funny. I laughed so hard watching it. It is one of the funniest movies I've ever seen. It is so dark and brutal. 
uh, only Chris Morris could make a movie like this and mm. uh, make more movies, Chris Morris. I know you're probably a pain in the ass to work with. You seem like a t- an awful, awful guy. Maybe you're wonderful. Maybe you're the greatest guy to work with, but you just seem really pissed off. But your satire is dark and sharp, and I want more of it. Four so, Lions, absolutely, number seven. You heard it so here that's first. Your, that's, that's your top movie that's, that's in this the, whole section of movies yes, we've talked about. Yes, 100%. Wow. That is my okay. top movie. Yeah. In, in, honestly, I have it at six, at number 69 on the list, but in terms of enjoyment factors, it's up there. Oh, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's up there for me. It's it's so good. It's, it's just a great satire, and it's great to see Riz Ahmed in that movie. Uh, he's fantastic. And, of course, if you haven't seen The Sound of Metal uh, that he stars in as a, a, a drummer who's losing his uh, hearing, definitely watch that. Nice. And he's also in Nightcrawler, which is one of my favorite movies. And special um, shout-out to my man, uh, Kaven Novak. Whom you may know from uh, uh, as Nandor from uh, um, what we do in the shadows, who is a standout in this movie and is extremely funny. Yeah, just a terrific movie. So there you go, folks. Those are our lists. We've done it. We've made our final British lists. Those are the 100 greatest yeah. British movies of all British time. We have decreed it. We have signed it and sealed it. King Charles has signed off on it. He has given us clearance. BFI. It's at FSAC pod contact us there we will send you the list you can yeah. document you can publish it uh, make it available for viewing put the just watch streaming links on it you know do what you got to do uh, but you're welcome we're calling you out BFI you need to do something and we have done your job for you so you need to step up and act like men or women or whoever you identify or, whoever you, as. or whatever you identify as step up and act like that and Bow your heads and thank us for what we have yes. done for you and take and, our list and promote it to the world at large. And if you don't mind, a little curtsy wouldn't hurt. Yeah. Nothing wrong with a little curtsy. I would like to be put on a coin. Oh, yeah. I would like to be put on a um, a Fig Newton. Yeah, I think we can make that happen. Okay. All right. Okay. Just my face. Yeah. Just staring at you from a, a package of Fig Newtons. Yeah, so Stuart Smalley can enjoy me. <laughs> he does love those Fig Newtons, doesn't he? He does love Fig Newtons. Um, but yeah, that's it. That's that's that's. I mean, Jason, this has been. We're not done. I mean, we're not done. We're but not this done. This is it. This is the end of the British stuff. I have yeah. had a blast just talking about, you know, from from a matter of life and death to fucking Lawrence after Arabia. We have run the gamut <laughs> oh, yeah. of good to bad that's, movies. That's about the span of it right there. That, yeah. I mean, that's both our number ones. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't really know what to say to kind of wrap this up, but it's been, it's been a, it's been ex- an experience. And Jason, you've seen more British movies than almost ever anyone in the world yeah. uh, from this side of the pond, I would say. Sure. Yeah. Now for sure. Both of us. <laughs> You've even seen a lot of bad ones, I'm sure. I've seen a few. Yeah. Um, but Jason, what, do you have any any final thoughts about about this this journey that we've just completed? It's been a long road, getting from there to here. Right. It's been a long time, but my time is finally near. Okay. Uh, I don't remember the rest of the song, but what I want to say is that it's been great so far. But we still have so much more to come. We will not leave the British Isles. We still will be popping in there. Here and there, because of our next sugar. yes, because our next journey into the uh, fields of war uh, is a journey that is peppered with corpses of the British Empire and those that they killed. So we're going to talk about that. We've already talked about some of them. We're not going to, yes. you know, your Lawrence, your Zulu. We've we've watched them, but 
We've got so many more. So much more is coming, guys. You need to be ready. Get so, ready, because ne- next week we will introduce our brand new venture, and that is the 100 Greatest War Movies of All Time, according to the famed magazine Paste. Paste. Um, we are we are going to kind of next week. We're just kind of going to give you a little a little boop of an episode. Yeah, and a little pretty taste. short. A little taste, a little, a little, a little intro. Maybe Jason could talk about how much he knows about war movies, and I'll talk about how I don't know shit, um, even though I've seen a few. Yep. But uh, we'll do that next week. So this is it. This is the end of the British list. I want to thank everyone for listening to this journey, and it will continue next week. So make sure you come back. Um, but Jason, I guess at this point, I just got to say, if they want to find us, I know I said it earlier about the Twitter, but you can find us on Twitter. FSAC Pod is in for screen and Gunter podcast name's not changing by the way no. uh you can also find us on facebook just search for us there we're at age of radio if you want to find our podcast home base it's ageofradio.org slash for screen or you can find us on any other podcast app by just searching for us jason what about you where are you at uh, i'm still over on twitter riding that ship it's uh, at jason d mcleod that's m-a-c-l-e-o-d and maybe someday i'll have a blue sky account but i haven't gotten an invite yet so He's he's waiting. He he's gonna get that Twitter check mark. You know he is. <laughs> accidentally. <laughs> <laughs> Oops! I accidentally bought a blue check. Yeah. Um, I I I will quote. Uh, I'll quote Dan McCoy from the Flophouse, who said, "Those those those blue check users are gonna be really uh, lonely when they realize that we've all blocked them." Yeah. <laughs> and they're all just I, talking to each other. <laughs> I've actually been doing that, and it's been very cathartic. Oh, I should do that. I should do a big <laughs> sweep. Um. But yeah, that's it. So uh, we are going to uh, see you next week with an introduction to our war list. But Jason, until then, and not for the final time, no. because this will forever continue. Oh, yeah. But I just have to say to you, sir, good sir, sir Jason McLeod. That's me. God save the king. And I scream to the skies and I say to you, the list is done and I do sing. And for Screen and Country, I'm Brendan. I'm Jason. Jason, are you okay? Nope. Some talk of Alexander and some of Hercules, of Hector and Lysander and such great names as these. But of all the world's great heroes, there's none that can compare with a tower, a row, and a row, a row to the British Grenadiers. Those heroes of antiquity ne'er saw a cannonball Or knew the force of powder to slay their foes withal But our brave boys do know it and banish all their fears Sing a ta-ra-row and a row-ra-row for the British Grenadiers Whene'er we are commanded to storm the palisades Our leaders march with fusies and we with hand grenades We throw them from the glasses about the enemy's ears Sing a ta-ra-row and a row-ra-row for the British Grenadiers And when the siege is over we to the town repair The townsmen cry, hurrah, boys, here comes a grenadier. Here come the grenadiers, me boys, who know no doubts or fears. Sing ta-ra-row and a-ra-ra-row for the British grenadiers. 
Then let us fill a bumper and drink our health to those who carry caps and pouches and wear the lupid clothes. May they and their commanders live happy all their years. Sing a ta-ra-ra and a ra-ra-ra for the British Grenadiers.